0: For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app available on Android devices.
1: Episode one oh nine. Wow. Wow. Not to be not first, to alarm you guys, but my computer's telling me I only have this Im- I have disk space remaining for recording, only two thousand one hundred and fifty-six hours. So Holy oh, shit. Shit. Dude, we need that's to be careful. Lot. I only have
2: thirty-five hours. Oof.
0: <sighs> oh, I've got 80 hours. Ooh,
3: 197. Don't worry about it.
2: Did
0: you put a new hard drive in or something, Zach? That, what the heck's going on with you?
1: That's the M2, baby. That's the M2. Two terabytes.
2: M- M- M2 is what I got my uh, operating system on. I use that sucker up first. Man. I'm on to my third SSD. I
1: have a two terabyte... M2, I got a 500 gigabyte SSD, 128 gigabyte SSD, and a 500 gigabyte hard drive. That's
3: pretty yeah, good. Got, yeah, I got like a, a 1 terabyte GGH, and I got like a 2.6 terabyte LTS system um, upgraded using the newest um, generation drive. You know what I'm <laughs> talking Sounds, about? Like, that sounds so like a bunch sick. of horse shit,
2: Jamie. I don't, what? I'm not How buying. How dare you? I'm not buying what you're. What's the right speed on that? The right generation speed is at least seven. Ltsc, jo- J-
3: Jamie. That's maybe gonna- even eight. I push eight sometimes. Jamie, that's going to be
1: a joke that time forgets.
3: <laughs> nice. Oh, look at this, and we got a little transition by Zachary. why wow. we're not ready to transition yet. We okay,
2: a- fine. Yeah,
3: huh. I don't. I'm all good with not transitioning. What, transitioning. what do we need to get Whatever. out
2: of the way here before we uh, have to submerge due to enemy contact? We need to. We need to talk about our website again, probably.
0: Yeah, mackeysstudios.com. Get over there, get at us, send us some mail. We love mail. It's easy to do. We love mail. We love getting it. We don't have any this week. What? Uh, what the heck, guys? So that's on you, listener. <laughs> if you want it, you come you come get it. So right?
3: so just to ask, how do you, is it linked to some kind of email address when you submit a question or is it like totally just like anonymous? When you send in a question
0: No, you can you can submit anonymously You can put your name in there You can put an
3: email So hy- hypothetically if we, I submitted something Would you know it's from me? I could not Oh, interesting
2: Yeah <laughs> unless, so, unless you name yourself Jamie yeah, or, the, or the ointment The ointment would be a big giveaway
0: you First be- name the Second name ointment Yeah, we might know We might.
4: What if we just get flooded with a bunch of people calling themselves the ointment now? (laughs) Well, (laughs) hey, that's all right, man.
0: We'll take any questions, right? Any and all, yeah. Any and all. And yeah, we accidentally... Left Jamie off of that amazing discussion last time. One that <laughs> it was
3: accidental. Accidental, sure. Okay. Do you think the listeners? You were all like,
0: "Dude, I gotta go get over to my pillow that I just bought from the My Pillow guy mm, sure. on the TV ad and just snuggle up and go to sleep." And we're like, "Okay,
3: <laughs> whoa, we forgot to do the question." And it's and it was the greatest question ever for me specifically, all about dicks. Oh, yeah. I talked about it day and night, and I gotta say, your answers. Little lackluster. Really? No, right, well, I'm joking. I totally agreed with all of them. Okay. That, that was a joke. I, I would not have answered anything different other than the guy who killed his own family, obviously.
0: Do you remember the scene I was talking about in
3: Phantom? When he touched the guy's dick? Yeah, when he grabbed his dick, when he fainted? Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. It's the origin of the dick joke, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Literally, no
2: one had ever made a dick joke before uh, that scene.
0: I know. It's incredible. Yeah. The birth of.
2: The DJ. Jamie, what do you think's your second best running gag? Um below st- starring Johnny Depp.
3: Oh yeah, if only that came up more often. I mean, if only I, I mean the word below ah! is just dive <laughs> dive, <laughs> dive, <laughs> dive, <laughs> dive.
0: What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Bram, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle L. Capitan, and the Gruesome Twosome present Submersion.
2: Got a little extra. Yeah. Got some decent hooting in that. and a holler in there, I think, from uh, Gruesome
4: Did you know yeah. that in this movie that we watched? They actually sounded the horn and some guy actually yelled, Dive, Dive, Dive. I thought you were gonna use that for today, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, you
0: were you were very wrong. Yeah. Uh
3: Brahm, in a future episode, can you do top ten Awooga dive dive dives? Not from us, but from
2: movies. Ooh, that would be that'd be a lot of work. It'd be hard. Really hard. I'd have to pretty much go back and rewatch every movie.
0: <laughs> you, all right. If you do that, there's a list of things I want you to look for in a movie <laughs> okay. for future trivia. <laughs> I've already done
2: this with every episode we've recorded. I've listened to every episode now like two or three times uh, for my various countdowns. So I've definitely committed. Well, I think someone else can take the reins for that one.
3: Oh, Jamie, sounds like you've just volunteered yourself for that. Well, no, because there's been times when for badmovietwins.com, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I also have a website, um, separate from your guys's website. Uh, had it before. That's no called big deal. Our There we go. Website, Jamie. Um, it's called badmovietwins.com. That's badmovietwins.com. And Jamie's at one point, third
2: best. Jamie's third best running gag.
3: What badmovietwins.com? That's yeah.
2: badmovietwins.com.
3: Uh, uh, yeah, it is kind of third. It's kind of a second tier one. Uh, but uh, that one, I at one point, I was going to get all of the bad movie twins movies and. St- you know, try to figure out different tropes and mark them out and stuff like that until I realized that we had watched over 500 movies. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that ain't happening.
0: There's just not enough time.
3: <laughs> no. I could do one every day and it would still take what like 6 or 7 years. I can't do the math, but it's hard. Kyle, you can. You're you're an accountant. How many years yeah, is that?
0: You could you could get it done in under 2, Jamie. What? If you
3: did every day, every single day. That's why they call you the brain.
2: Speaking of Jamie oh, and not. his bad movies, uh, he is curating another bad movie month for us that will be uh, coming oh. down the pike here. You
3: guys are letting me do it.
2: Yeah, man.
0: Yes. I don't think we have a much of a choice, but we do have a couple newer ones also that we should probably knock out.
2: I Good. have to do we'll the, the Tom Hanks a little one. Bit later.
0: Tom Ooh. Hanks one is coming That's out July very 10th.
2: soon. July tenth. Guys, don't stop, don't stop on my countdown here. Oh,
0: okay, we won't. We will not do that. Uh, why don't we go ahead and hop on into this one? I think this is even earlier than we already had sounded the alarm in the last episode, but...
2: Yeah, we're doing we're we doing should... pretty good. We're doing pretty good. We're moving on a yeah, pretty we're... good clip here. We talked yeah. about future months, but we still had one film we needed to complete to wrap up our current cycle, which is the Mega Monster Movie Month final week, everybody. We made it through. Uh, it will be interesting to see what your favorite Mega Monster movie was, but tonight we are going to be recapping and reviewing what? Go ahead and take it away for us. Gruesome.
4: Uh, I don't even have it open. What was it? Uh, <laughs> the Land That Time Forgot, a 1975 <laughs> thriller. You guys are going to want to stick around because this one was awesome. <laughs>
3: Thrilled and chilled. That it was.
0: Starring Doug McClure as Bowen Tyler. John McKearney as Captain Von Schonvorts. I'm sure I said that very wrong. Uh, <laughs> great, great. You can play that one right after this, too. Uh, Susan Pengligon as Lisa Clayton. Beautiful, beautiful lady. And Keith Burton as Bradley... Anthony Ainley as Dietz. Ah, fucking and Dietz. Godfrey James as Borg We often talk about cyborgs Half cyborgs That's a half cyborg just, Never just the Borg No, that's I don't a know half where we, Isn't it half a cyborg? Oh my god, he is half cyborg Yeah, he's Borg Or would he just be Org at that point?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a good point he's Or Cyb What is he, two-thirds cyborg?
0: Yeah that's what we're looking at here. Uh, Do you
1: think anyone think anybody's actually named Borg?
0: I hope so. That's a great name. I'm going to
1: see about Bjorn? I'm going to see if there's somebody. There's got to
3: be. Yeah. Borg Borg. Borg
2: Borg. Bjorn Bjorn's yeah. brother, Borg. Borg Bjorg Bjornson.
1: There's there's no just Borgs in the Ohio Educators database. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: I think you gotta you gotta look over in Europe or something, <laughs> right. right? There's Borgen. Um, Borgen, like Morgan? Yes.
1: And Bor <laughs> and there's Borgert. Wait, like yogurt? <laughs>
0: Borgert? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> That's okay. a great
3: name. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're laser focused today. <laughs> Mr. Borgert.
1: Can there. I go? Wait, to is the that bathroom? his first name or last name? It's his last name, dude.
4: Oh Borgert? Yeah. Oh, man. Borg, Borgerson. Borgerson.
1: Borgman. Borgren. Borger. Borg. Oh, there's tons, man. There's lots. It's
4: There's lots.
0: Wow, that's a fancy dressed up Borg they're, right
4: there. There's Stukenborg. Yeah. The Borg Ooh. Collective. <laughs> Borg Collective.
3: <laughs> there's Vin Borg. Like Vin Diesel, but Vin Borg? yeah. Vinborg. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wait, these,
3: is that an actual name of someone? Or are we just like spouting actual people's Dude, names?
1: This is real. Everything On I've the said podcast? is real.
3: Oh, no, no, no. It's
1: last names. Anybody can have these. Uh, Don't oh, have start Vin, anybody Vin Borg. Anybody can myself. have
3: these.
0: Super hyper common last names. Borg. Vin Borg.
3: Anyways. Should we get into this? I Please. think we should. Okay. So. We open as happens a lot in these old-timey adventure novels where we see a like barrel fall into the ocean. It floats along for a while. We're hearing all the music doo 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 doo. Land of time forgot. That was the theme song. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, but, dude, uh, it was a hell of a theme song. I think mm-hmm. Donny Osmond did it, right? I think so. And then yeah, there was a lot of saxophone. Um, a little clarinet in there. Boop,
0: boop, boop. A little Kenny G came in there.
3: Oh, yeah. And uh, someone, a fisherman, or a guy, like, walking along the shore finds this barrel, opens it up. Uh-oh, there's a note inside. And it's like, yo, bros, you're not even going to believe my story. And I feel like that, that's how a lot of these novels happen. It's kind like of like Islander, Dr. Moreau, where it's like, oh, man, I yeah, never believed this would happen to me. It's like a almost like a play, a penthouse, like, letter or something. Oh, boy, you'd never believe it. I couldn't believe this situation. It was so crazy and we get into the thrust of the story which you know according to this um barrel note has happened sometime in the past during world war 1 uh-oh and so here we
0: go and right here i think we should just announce to our listeners if you have a crazy story you don't think we'd believe Send it to us. We'll read
3: it on air. Oh, that'd be amazing.
0: Yeah. That would be really good. We'll (laughs) we'll do them. (laughs)
3: All of a sudden, this podcast just becomes us reading, like, scandalous letters. Like, oh, my God. Oh, boy. That's (laughs) scandalous.
0: They don't have to be, like, yeah, they don't have to be scandalous or anything like that. Do they have to have submarines in them, though? Uh, They do not. It is preferred, but we'll just take anything we can get, right?
1: You just said anybody listening to this podcast can send us anything. So we can. Is that what you said? Yeah. (laughs)
0: Pretty much, yeah. A story that they think that oh we boy. will not
1: believe.
3: Anyways, World War One is happening, and there is a boat going along, and a submarine is there, and it's the U-33, is that right?
1: Yes, that is correct. Yes.
3: And the captain's like, uh, we're gonna take that guy out. And they do, and they're like, uh, should we worry about the survivors? Like, Dietz, who's the asshole of this whole thing, is sitting there being like, we should kill them all, they could be future enemies of ours. And... Uh, the captain's like, no, so we know he's a nice guy, even though he's German, and he's like, we're not going to do that, and eventually, the, you know, these the boats are out there. We see our main character, played by McClure, uh, Bowen Tyler, uh, in a boat with uh, Lisa Clayton, and they're kind of floating around, and they're not looking super great, a little worse for wear, and they... Now, did you notice here that she is soaking wet, like
0: yeah. head to toe, and yeah. then he's just like in some wool sweater, looking pretty dry? Right. By design, I believe.
3: I think that's probably right. Yeah, they're just like throw more water on her, and uh, they they kind of they're able to meet up with some of the other people from this ship that had just been torpedoed, and they see the um, submarine surfacing because it's pretty foggy, and they didn't see the uh, the lifeboats when they decided to surface. So they're coming up; they're going to get air and stuff like that, um, as submarines are want to do in that time. And uh, McClure is like, "Yo." We're going to—I know these submarines like the back of my hand. My dad, like, invented them, basically. Don't even worry about it. And I—we're going to storm in, and we're going to take it over, and we're going to take it to Britain. And we're not going to let them, you know, uh, take us captive and not going to die out here. And everyone's like, yeah, good plan. And so they climb up on the submarine, and they subdue— the people on the submarine and take over, and they put the. It's captain a pretty in the cool,
0: brig. like, actual fight scene. I wasn't expecting
3: this. No. This in whole, this
0: movie at all. This whole, I front, mean, this
3: whole front part is very unexpected because it's very submarine heavy, almost like it's like a war movie. And I mean, to be, I mean, even just step a little bit on my review, it's really well made compared to like the latter half of the movie. Um, oh, definitely. In like a weird way. Like, it's almost like. It's almost like they had half of a movie that was like Enemy Below style, like actual good movie. And then they were like, and now we got to put dinosaurs. <laughs> and they <it's> like, totally <laughs> right. flubbed it. I'm like, oh, boy. Those dinosaurs didn't I mean, work the out.
0: first first half hour is straight on the sub. I was shocked yeah, by that. I really didn't think shocked. that we were going to get that much sub at all. <laughs> yeah, that yeah not a, at all. <laughs>
1: that was something I wrote down even in my notes. I was like, all right, the 33-minute mark is now <laughs> <Yeah>. they're dinosaurs. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, yeah, so the guys come up through the hatch, and, I mean, we get a p- pretty funny fights. Uh, not funny, but, I mean, we get a good fight scene yeah. here, and something I thought that was funny was pretty much anybody is assumed dead slash incapacitated if you just throw them off into the water. They're no longer right. a problem. They're not going to try to get back on the sub, apparently. This
1: yeah, this scene, though, that, when you said that fight scene, is this like when that dinosaur comes out of the water and starts attacking him, Kyle?
0: No, 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 no. This is, we're at the beginning.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about how long okay, never mind.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. <laughs> they're able to get on there and they, they kind of take command. Um, and before they are able to um stop them, Dietz destroys the radio. So they're like a little bit they're they're out of communication and stuff like that, which makes for not a not a super great thing because they're able to get into a shipping lane and actually see, I think, a British boat or American boat or something. And the American boat or whoever is none too happy about it because here's a german submarine sitting there and they start bombing them and they have to like kind of escape so they're like okay instead of you know doing that whole thing we're going to try to get this submarine down to um to america like that's our closest way so we're going to try to go uh you know do west and just like make it to the make it to america and so they're going 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 and they're going for a really long time and they're like we should have hit america like long ago we're lost just a minute and um, McClure's like, wait a second. And he lifts up the compass. And probably Dietz, that asshole, has put like a little magnet on it and made it look like they were going west when in fact they were going south. So they're going south towards South America. And they went so far, they made it all the way to South America. And they're basically like, uh, we're going to run out of fuel. So <laughs> you have to dock in South America. And, and, you know, they were like German sympathizers or, or something. Like basically it was like going to be with Germans. And they were going to rendezvous with a German ship. Um, down there and they are able to escape and kind of like take back over the boat and the Germans are like, haha, idiots, we got this. And they go to the supply boat where they're going to get fuel and stuff like that. And the American or the, the, well, whoever the air Americans, British, whoever they were really, uh, take back over the boat. Uh, while they're up trying to like signal this like supply ship and send off some torpedoes and totally blow it to smithereens. And the Germans are now like at this point, too, idiots.
0: the Germans are standing on top of the sub, and I instantly thought, because they were being real sneaky about yeah. it, I'm like, okay, they're going to close Submerge. and steal that hatch and dive this boat, and those guys are gone. But they didn't do that at all. But they did sink that whole sh- supply ship, which... The one, I think it was Dietz. He's like, you guys are idiots. He's like, we only have supplies for a week and a half. We're going to die.
3: Right. And so, they're like, ha, 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 we
0: don't care. Yeah, they're like,
3: <laughs> who cares? And they're like, basically, they're like, I guess we'll just like let the current take us. And we'll go like real slow and conserve fuel. And they're going and they end up in the middle of icebergs. Basically, it seems like maybe they made it to to uh, Antarctica. But they are like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. This maybe makes some sense with this like legend of a guy named Caproni who discovered a land called Caprona, but no one was able to find it. And they see kind of like a, a weird island, and they're like, that must be Caprona. That must be where we are. And they kind of, they're able to see that coming out of the island is a river, and the river's warm and fresh water. And so they're like, huh. Like, well, with this, you know, beautiful, luxurious submarine, this thing, this uh, marvel of uh technology we can make it up this river nbd and they're like no way and he's like uh i know submarines my dad built them they invented he invented them he's the inventor of a submarine i invented submarines so i'm we, i can take you up this river and they're like do it then and so they go up this river <laughs> well and it's he really says hard. that
0: but then he goes to the captain he's like i'm gonna need a little bit of help yeah because
3: uh hey, might have bit off more than i can chew right now well it's, it's tight because they keep on they're like basically destroying the submarine and, like, trying to get around these corners and keep on hitting the wall and, like, forcing their way through. But eventually, they're able to get all the way through. And they're in this, what looks like kind of like a paradise. It's You know, they've got, you know, fresh water. Although, when they started investigating it, because the thing is, Lisa Clayton was a scientist. She was on the boat for to be a scientist, I guess. And so is the captain. The captain has a background. The German captain has a background in science. And they're both kind of studying the water. And they're like, weird. The organisms here... Are totally unexpected and we're not sure we can even like necessarily drink the water but they're also seeing some crazy shit they're looking around they see some super hyper realistic dinosaur puppets and it's like whoa is that a real dinosaur i got for a second i was like is this jurassic park did they make jurassic park because it's so real and there's like these pterodactyls and i was like whoa is that a real today did they breed pterodactyls for this movie that's what i was asking
0: they did they and weren't they, even flying on strings or anything, man.
3: No. Yeah, no, you just, could tell. You could tell. It's probably why it cost a million dollars because they had to breed all those pterodactyls. It's craziness.
0: Yeah. And almost instantly, people just start getting k- killed and eaten by giant crocodiles and water dinosaurs. I don't know what the term is. Uh, they I mean, they have
3: a li- if, if people are interested, the Wikipedia has a full list of all the dinosaurs seen in this movie.
2: It was like a diplo there you go. diploniacus
3: or something like that.
2: Diplo, diplo, and skrillexsaurus uh, oh. and all those guys were in it.
0: Wow, a marshmallowsaurus out there!
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> I like that one.
0: Yeah, I'll be here all night, guys.
3: So, anyways, yeah. So, anyways,
0: they get some guy just gets absolutely nommed by one, and then they are able to kill one. And, and they, they almost they have, instantly forget that great. a
3: crew member was just killed. Because, they, always, yeah, they have a feast. They're just like, mmm. yeah, delicious. I'd be <laughs> a little worried. I'd be like, can my can my body even like digest this? I have even no idea. It's a dinosaur. It's a fucking dinosaur. It's meat, baby. I don't know because like even like a raw potato would make me sick, right? I have to cook it. I guess they cooked it, but like, who mm-hmm. knows if it's poisonous. That's true. There's that one, uh, like uh, one fish. puffer fish, right? That if you cut exactly. it wrong, it's very toxic. How do you know a dinosaurs not like this that? This captain's just like, I uh, made it like like a shepherd's pie or some shit. And they were like, great. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess it's scientists. They are scientists, the captain and, that, and the lady.
0: We have a scientist here. Alex, uh, what would you do if a dinosaur was killed and brought to you to eat? I don't know. Science.
4: Do cool. you want me to science that thing up? Science it yes. up. Yes. Yeah. Well, the first problem is how do you know at what temperature you can cook that thing and be healthy? You know? Good point. You're never going to know. Second off, you could probably fashion a lot of the other parts. You can make blankets. You can probably use tools. You hmm. could use that dinosaur for a lot. Or uh, just take out the teeth because that thing had a ton of teeth. If I, or am I thinking of that pterodactyl? Well, they all had a lot of teeth, didn't they? Okay, you can make an awesome necklace out of that. It's not really science, more fashion, but you know. <laughs> yeah, very true. I
2: imagine it would be probably chicken adjacent. I mean, with how closely point. related they are to birds, and uh, things like alligators are always said to taste like chicken.
3: It's a good point. No, that's probably right. Probably we would be okay because it's probably just like chicken. That's right. Just make sure it's well cooked. Yep. So anyways, they head on to land and pretty quickly they start to, there's like people kind of like stalking them a little bit, primitive people. Indigenous um, tribes. Yes. And they leap out and go to town. I think even someone dies here maybe, uh, but they're able to knock out one of the indigenous people and then scare off and kill the other ones. And so they grab this dude and they're like, we're taking him back. So they take him back to the submarine, and he's basically like a caveman. Storm. He can, yeah, he can talk. He reminds
0: me of the, uh, is it the Geico commercial, caveman?
1: Oh yeah,
3: yep. yeah, that's what he looks that, like.
0: I mean, for that's sure.
1: that's what these guys look like. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, they look like uh, it's it's what's his name, isn't it? It's like that's all based off of um, Piltman, Pilt the Pilt, the Piltman skull or something, right? Hmm. But then that was like a uh. hoax because they. Turns out the scientists lied about it back in the early 1900s. But
2: I gotta I look know. this up.
1: I'll, 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 I'll Zach back. I I'll, found I'll, I'll do, it. I'll it do, it, is,
2: it is, it is the Pilt Down Man.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But it turns yeah. out the scientist that claimed like this was a skull from 500,000 years ago, he just used an orangutan skull and like fastened it to this human skull, and that was what he presented. And that's and they they all believed it for like 40 years. <laughs> oh my
0: god! dude, yeah. science,
2: science. <laughs> What do you have to and say to so yourself, Alex? Absolutely
4: nothing. Okay.
3: <laughs> and so, Alm. I think his name is Alm. Is that right, Alm? Alm. The uh, the caveman. He's basically. He's talking bored. to them. What's that? That was Borg, right? Is it? Borg. Well, he is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, basically talking to them Telling them a, a little bit They can kind of understand a little bit about the island There's like multiple layers of like uh, These tribes that are um, Smarter as you, you go up the chain So he's kind of the lowest level tribe And through time This is what they glean He's going to become smarter And eventually be in the smartest of all the tribes Which he kind of points to the people And say like oh you're kind of that tribe And they also light, they light like a lighter And he's like ugh Fucking fire but like, why do you have it in your hands that comes from the ground? And they're like, "Holy shit! He's talking about oil. He knows what oil is." That's a fact. Yeah, they jumped to some conclusions here pretty darn quick, and
0: I gotta say, these guys are pretty smart because they're dead on,
3: right? And uh, his name is Om, by the way, Om. And uh, and so they they're like, "Om, you're gonna take us." This goddamn oil, because we can refine it. We can build a refinery, and I was like, "Really?" And they like, apparently, and uh, they're like, "That's going to be terrible for the engines." So, like, <laughs> not terrible enough to not get us out of here, because we can make enough garbage garbage fuel to get us back to civilization. And the guy's like, "Okay," and so he's like, "Um, you're taking us there," and they get to a point where there's a bunch of skulls and stuff, and Om's like, "I'm not going past that," and they're like, "Yeah, you are," and Dietz being an asshole. Like, shoots a skull, is like, get over there, and forces Om to go forward with them. And he forces them in there. They get attacked, but they're able to, like, get rid of them. Some, some more people die. Every once in a while, a bunch of people die. Um, but they're like, yeah. eh. Uh, they well, really, one thing eh. that we should notice that show, or sorry, we
0: should bring to people's attention is that Om is of superior intelligence because you will notice when he was on the submarine, he did pick up. And show a wrench she's like, ah oh, this guy this guy knows that's that happened a little while ago, but it's just something that I forgot to mention
3: yeah so they so once they get rid of all the people they kind of find the oil pit there's a bunch of like dinosaur skulls in it just to let you know it's an oil pit that things can maybe fall into and they're like, this is our goddamn oil so they start setting up a camp there and to build the refinery and stuff and I'm like working away he's like real interested in like Kind of helping out. So teaching them how to saw. Do all kinds of stuff like that. And um, the lady and the submarine captain continue to do experiments. They're seeing how, like, as they move up a river, things evolve. Like, everything kind of comes from, like, the lowest level of single cell bacteria and microbes and all that. All the way up to the highest form. So everything's constantly evolving. So time doesn't work the same way as like we know it. Basically, these animals and stuff like that go through an entire evolutionary million-year span through their life cycle. Um, That's right, because
0: Om kept saying that eventually he will be the highest. Yeah, he's gonna be the top. Also, he can't really speak. He can't really so he's doing a lot of hand gestures and grunting and stuff. But he will be like them eventually, and they say. Well, that can't happen. But they said, no, he's going to do it in his lifetime.
3: Yeah. And at one point, we get a scene where he's kind of like sawn away. He's feeling pretty good about himself. He's like "Sawn." He's like, cool. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of like the higher beings come around the corner, higher beings being still cavemen, but smarter, I guess. And they kind of like look at him. And he looks up. And all of a sudden, he's like smarter. And he like walks into the forest and becomes like part of their tribe. So you see the evolution happen in that moment for him. And so, it's a beautiful
0: moment in cinematic history. Really,
3: it's truly beautiful. And so they're gonna—they need just some food. I think—I think they're getting close to refining all the oil. Like they're having a jolly good time. There's like a fight at one point, like basically like UFC. They invented UFC uh, while they were doing this. Everyone's having like a grand time watching a couple people like punch each other in the face. Like, sweet. It was
0: really odd because I mean, right now we do have the captives and the Germans and. It was decided a while ago, the war in Europe doesn't really matter down here. Like We just need to do anything to survive. Enemies must become friends. And these two guys are kind of jawing at each other a little bit. He's like, this captain, what did he say? It was something, I don't know. Something about how the captain's so great. And he's like, oh, the captain couldn't stop a lifeboat from taking over his Yeah. yeah. As long as there's not any
3: lifeboats around or something, he'd be fine. Oh, because it's talking about
0: sinking a British uh, tanker. Yeah, something like that.
3: And so, yeah, people
0: are literally like choking each other out in a mud pit, and everybody's just laughing. I yeah. thought that
3: scene was very peculiar. Yeah, even McClure comes out. And he's like, ha, ha, "Great, <laughs> good time." <laughs> supposed to be the leader. He's like, "Perfect," letting off a little steam. Yeah. Um, and but like the the captain didn't really like it. But and the problem really was that Dietz was involved, and Dietz is an asshole. So who wants to see that really? Nobody. So, anyways, they're they're almost done getting all the oil, and they're like, okay, we need some more food. So, one more hunting expedition, one more barrel, and we should be good to go. And they're like, as long as nothing like crazy happens, like a volcanic eruption, and they all laugh a bunch, like, <laughs> uh, what what a crazy coincidence that would be. And they're like, that's true. And so then they head off into the forest, and they're you know searching around, but then they get. Um, they kind of make it far enough that they see, like, the top civilization. They, like, break into the forest, like, holy shit, look at that. And there's, like, an actual community, houses and stuff, and then a bunch of naked ladies. And you couldn't really see it. I had to really put on—I had to put on those glasses, but then I had to, like, pull down one of those. You know, if you're, like, looking at a diamond or something, you had to pull down a little, a little microscope in front of your glasses. You oh, know I about? know
0: exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I,
3: I did that, but I still couldn't see anything. And then, but they were like bathing in a pool, and they're like, "That's how it works. That's the evolution. All the microbes falling (laughs) off their body makes sense." That's what. Now there's going to be people later. That's that's how it works. And I was like, "Cool." But then a bunch of like the warriors come out and attack them, and they kill a bunch of people. You know, they they scare them off, and then they're gonna they're gonna chase after them and try to like, you know, get back to camp, and they kill a couple more. It looks like McClure is gonna get killed but it turns out that om's there and om's like yo bro <laughs> i'm here now too i'm like smart well, now. McClure straight up tries to shoot him yeah you know oh, he yeah, pulls yeah, yeah, the it's trigger guys, and but he's like, got nothing left jammed. yeah yeah and i'm like what the heck dude that's that's, that's your mom and then om's like oh shit watch out and there's like a pterodactyl and again hyper real at a certain point i thought the pterodactyl was in my house i was like oh shit like it was such like p- p- perfect graphics and like puppetry I was like, whoa, is that a pterodactyl? And it kind of flies around, and uh, they look horrified a bunch of times until eventually Om is, like, grabbed up by this pterodactyl and flown away.
2: That's right. And the time, time forgot,
3: too. We don't Om's see him again, revenge. do we? No, a, he's dead because he yep. got flown well, away by pterodactyl. Well, presumably,
0: he could also just be taken to the nest of the pterodactyl. True. Where he will now be raised as a
3: pterodactyl. Mm, it's like After Earth starring Jaden Smith and Will Smith. Exactly like it, just like that, where he became a friend of a bird. That's just an actual part of that movie. Wow, a bird becomes his friend. Good. Well, there you go. <sighs> Anyways, I'm just remembering after Earth. It's really great, uh, and so, uh, but then the girl is like taken by the tribe, Alisa, um, and and so McClure kind of ch- chases after them and. He's up on, like, a hill, and he sees she's able to kind of get away from them for a second because there's a bunch of people competing over, like, getting her, which is a little weird. But, like, they get distracted with a fight, again, like UFC style, where everyone's like, sweet, fighting! And uh, Lisa's able to get away. And all of a sudden, a volcano just starts erupting, going nuts. And so they're, like, running along, but, like, rocks are falling and things are exploding, and, and Dietz is like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And they're like, wait, but McClure is still out there. We got to wait for him. And Dietz is like, hell no, let's just get on that submarine and get the hell out of here. Now, granted, Dietz turns out to be kind of right. I think they may have missed their moment for getting on that submarine and getting out of there. Um, But anyways, they delay, delay, delay. And then eventually they run back to the submarine and they get on it. And they keep on wanting to like, wait, we got to wait for McClure. And we see McClure and him and Lisa are like running along, running along. And things are getting crazy. Like the lake that the submarine's in, it's getting hot, like crazy hot. And the whole submarine's, like, kind of starting to get real hot. And Dietz is like, we got to F and dive. And, again, Dietz is an asshole, but kind of right, right now. Like, probably should get out of there. Yeah. And so he starts to dive. McClure and Lisa get to the shore. And they are um, basically looking at the submarine, like, hey, wait for us. You got to wait for us. And they're yeah. like, hell no.
2: Really belabored scene. Like, it. it seemed like they just kept cutting back and forth like we get it the subs leaving without them
3: (laughs) yeah well it's it's kind of how i like like how i forgot the the really really long scene with them with those uh with those triceratops at one point Mm -hmm. yeah the battle where it totally gores the t-rex and then they and then they shoot like rockets at the uh triceratops like i still don't really know what the point of that scene was just to show well, just them. Just to
0: slaughter, slaughter the, uh, the poor t- indigenous triceratops. fauna, right? Yeah, exactly.
3: It's like, wait, but what were they doing? They just had, they like literally showed them having eggs and they were like, blast them away. It's like, <laughs> it's like a mom and dad t- triceratops with eggs and you're like, fucking bomb them, yeah. right? They're monsters. They even call them monsters. Like, destroy those monsters. Dude, it's manifest destiny. Yeah. I don't know. And so uh, they're like, wait for us. And they're like, no, dive. Wait for us. No, dive. And then when they finally dive, everyone's on the submarine, like choking to death. And then the submarine sinks because it's so hot and then like gets destroyed. And then they're, so they're waiting there and you're sitting there being like, okay, so the lake is boiling, but these two people on the shore are fine. Okay, I guess I'll buy it. And so they start traveling north and they're basically like the only people left. And he's like. Despite the entire movie, I know they i know they were technically together this entire movie, but at no point did they have like a romantic relationship that we saw on Not screen. Not even close. And he's like, at least the only thing I can, can take solace in is that is if I was going to live that I lived with Lisa because I'm so in love with her. And I was like, wait, what? I didn't even get that you two were even together. <laughs> I thought you were just like colleagues on a boat. They're just keeping it classy
2: in the 1970s, man. I haven't made a guess.
3: So then he's like, well, at least we get to bone now that we're like traveling in the snow. And then they get all the way up to the top and or like into like the snow and stuff like that. And they're like uh, one last thing we got to do, got to put this note in the thing. And they shove a note into a, a thing and calling all the way back to the beginning of the film, they toss it into the water.
1: And what's cool, you yep. could just watch the movie on loop. So you just it's like it never ends, right?
3: Yeah, we could. You could just start it right oh. over and go. Over. Mm-hmm. I do have one last question to ask everyone. What was your favorite um, special effect in the movie? Hmm,
4: Probably the volcano blowing.
3: That was actually pretty good. I liked how they incorporated like stock footage. Plus, it, it did seem really treacherous the there way they did a, it.
2: There was a shot of the Earth... Rupturing in like two um, mm. from like the earthquake and like fire shot out of it that actually looked halfway decent.
3: Good. Two serious answers. So That's good. Who's going to say that the pterodactyl, which looks like pterodactyl?
2: Perfect. Well, Zach. <sighs>
3: uh, there was a scene that I thought could have been
0: really cool. It was right at the beginning when that sub is surfacing in the mist. Mm. And I don't know if it's because we were watching it for free on YouTube or whatever, but. It was really, like, jerky when it was coming up out of the water. Oh, because it's like a little model or whatever? Yeah.
3: yeah, and that if that was smooth, it would have been really slick. Yeah. Mine was actually when they were, at the end, when the volcano was going off and they were in the submarine, the captain tries to pull his dick one last time, and, like, a scene from um, the thing, it, like, melts, and it's, like, super gruesome.
0: Oh, yeah, it is a great scene. Mm-hmm. It's like a wick, and then his body
3: explodes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you remembered it the same way I did. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh-huh. Well, that is the land that time forgot. Found free on YouTube. Anyone it can is. watch it. Uploaded by Doug McClure himself. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I doubt it's really him, but
3: there's that username uploaded it. And not to be confused with there, there is a remake, or I guess a, a second adaptation of the film that was made in like two thousand nine or something like that. A TV movie. Yes, yes. Not that one. Not that one.
0: We do Yet. have that one though for eventual watching. So we should get into some ratings here.
3: Who wants to start? Oh, that's silence. a lot of dead. That's a lot of dead. That's,
0: that's a lot of dead. I, <laughs> I
3: feel like the like captain's got to rescue it. When it's all like right, that. Take, I will take start. The lead. I will yeah. start here.
0: Like you'd mentioned, Jamie, this movie, when it started, it is a very well done sub movie for the first 30 minutes. It's very interesting. You keep seeing. People taking over the sub, it gets taken back by the other team. Oh, guess what? We're gonna take it back, and then it just goes off the rails. And I know it has to, right? Because that's the way this story goes. But the the effects in this movie, I thought, I mean, whatever. It's nineteen seventy five. Yeah, but think two about years it. before
3: Star Wars comes out. Exactly. When did we? When did? When was uh, that previous monster movie we did from the one with the big octopus? What year was that one? That was, was the
0: fifties, right? Fi-
3: yeah, right, like twenty years earlier. Yeah, yeah, better, that was better special movie. effect, better monster effects than this.
1: I mean, this is true. This movie came out the same year. Nineteen seventy-five was a big year. You got what? One flew over the cuckoo's
3: nest in Jaws, like. Yeah, and if you think about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, crazy monster effects in that one. (laughs) Right, Jack Nicholson? My God. But no,
1: that other... um, uh, Monty Python, I think, right, Kyle? Holy Grail came out that year?
0: And the Holy Grail came out this year? I think. And that movie is phenomenal on a next-to-nothing budget.
3: But... But (laughs) it is an interesting um, comparison to say Jaws because Jaws, I think, struggled... Some with the effects given the budget and stuff like that filmed, oh, in, my, yeah, those, filmed in my hometown. Yeah, those
1: behind-the-scenes stories with the shark are really awesome to hear about.
3: It's Right, so but, cool. but it does tell you a little bit different. Like, here, they looked at the, their creature effects, and they said, excellent, go for it. <laughs> in Jaws, they were like, that shark isn't going to be doing anything. Don't ever show it. And it worked out beautifully for them to be like, it's something you barely see. And that's kind of the part of the movie. It's like you barely ever see the shark.
0: And you could have done that here, but I think you would have had to had. Have- a more ah, what's the word I don't. you'd have to have tribal indigenous people that could communicate no. because right I mean or some kind of paintings or something be like okay look at these paintings like there's giant dinosaurs here or something yeah, and you get the one because you think about I mean what Godzilla what was that 54 the original yep. one yep. Mm. yeah and I mean that looks awesome and it's dark and it's the effects are cool here, I think they wanted more. Like, okay, we want two T-Rexes on the screen. Okay, we want a Triceratops goring a T-Rex, and if you don't have the budget for it, you can't make it really look good. And something I also thought here, the a lot of the character development was kind of lost. People were dying. Like, you didn't care who they were. You're just like, okay, whatever. People, Jamie, you'd mentioned, were in love at the end. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. No, nope. But, and also... Part of me thinks that this makes for a good like setup or you just need a longer movie to really show because I, what is going to happen, like their journey to get to the end of, quote unquote, the end of the earth and throw that message off. I mean, there, is a, there like, is a
3: sequel, by the way.
0: Okay. Well, then. But then they already threw the message off.
3: Yeah. But I think they they, they meet people. I think the next one's gotcha. called The People That Time Forgot.
0: See, I think you do this, like, three movies, and then the end of the third movie is them throwing that capsule off into the water. But So you're so saying, I
3: man. Lord of the Rings? I know, I was going to say, yeah, I, think exactly. I think it actually needs to be nine movies. I think you split this one into three movies, and then you make a second movie that's actually three movies, and then a third movie that's also three movies. I like that.
0: That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So,
3: all those things said,
0: this movie's Okay. It's. I mean, it's fine. It's not great. It is what it is. The thing I think, if you remake this, sorry, I know this is total aside. I didn't know Doug McClure was gonna look exactly like uh, Michael C. Hall. I that was the whole time. I was like, wow, he looks a lot
3: like him. See, it's funny you'd say that he looks just like. I thought he looked like one of the guys from the league. Oh really? Yeah. If you, if oh, you, have you seen that? MacArthur. Movie? Or the yeah, MacArthur. Yeah, exactly. A little bit. Well, uh,
0: anyways, I need to eventually come to a rating on this. I'm gonna go ahead and give it like a. Oh man, what did I give last week? It was last week a four. <sighs> this I'm gonna give
3: a... Oh, um, I'll give this a four. Oh, okay. I can jump in. I'm gonna go higher than you, mostly because the the front of the movie. Um, if you just want to watch something like an actual good thing. Just watch the first 30 minutes of this movie. The first 30 mo- minutes of this movie is somehow, like, <laughs> one of the one of the better submarine movies I've seen uh, recently. It's actually really, really good. The latter half is, is just not very good, mostly because the effects aren't very good. I did kind of enjoy how dark the ending was, the fact that, like, everyone dies and they, like, are traveling through misery. as yeah, so, like, that's the entire life looks like it's going to be garbage from then on, um, living as, like, cave people. But like, and the su- everyone on the submarine dies and like melts. Um, but you know, the, the the effects just didn't really hold up, and it kind of slowed down as they were trying to show off some of these dinosaurs and stuff like that uh, for no reason. Because I mean, e- the quotes on this are crazy. Like people are like, "Man, we really knew we had something when we saw those puppets." It's like, what? Like they, they were actually really proud of like the effects that they had for this guy. Uh, maybe it was the budget or whatever. But I mean, I guess if, yeah. If
0: you look at budget, given the time. I mean, maybe, maybe, but still. I don't even know. I think you got better stuff. I don't even know.
3: It looked crazy. Some of the dinosaurs like
2: look better than others, for what it's worth. The
3: Triceratops, I guess, look better than the Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannosaurus looked crazy.
2: Yeah. And but, the Pterodactyl was, like, moving, you know, flying through the air, but, like, not, like, the body wasn't no, moving, really. which looked yeah, silly.
3: not at all. Yeah, it was crazy. The, the Pterodactyl was actually, that was the worst one.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. But, I mean, that, that the front part of this movie is a really good movie, and I think it's a testament to probably the filmmaker. I don't know what else he did. And the actors as well. I thought they were doing a really good job in that first one. And you could see you could have seen a movie of them making that be the entire thing, of then them being kind of stranded and trying to survive as their like, submarine has run out of fuel and stuff like that, just being a good classic submarine film. So I'm not going to go as low as you. I think... See, I'm debating between a five and a five and a half. I think I'm going to come in at a five because it's not a good movie, but I think it lands kind of in the middle.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, yeah. when you talk about that first half of the movie, it is really good. Yeah. surprisingly, It's unexpected, good. actually.
1: It's Jamie, what at was your At least from score? my perspective. I'm going to do five. Five. I'll yeah. jump in with mine. I, I guess my feelings are pretty much similar to your guys'. You know, it's – I get that it's a movie of the time and the, I mean, they're like using puppets rather than like trying to get crazy with the visuals and stuff. But I just didn't really get engrossed in this. You know, I like the sub action. (laughs) So obviously the first 30 minutes, but even then, like actually after like the 20 minute mark, I even made a note. I was like, all right, I'm getting, when are we getting to the island? The dinosaurs? (laughs) Like, when's this movie actually going to take off? But I mean, a lot of sub-action, that's good. And it even came down to the end of the movie with the sub going down. I like that. That was cool. You know, it's like heating up. That was, that was neat. Um, But this wasn't like... The, the, Like, it's just dinosaurs. This isn't like a sweet, giant, kick-ass monster fight. Like That just never even happened. So, I was disappointed with that. And I was disappointed with the lack of romantic comedy. So... I'm going to give this. I'm going to go on the middle 4.5. All
2: right. Alex, you want to go? Sure.
4: So watching this, I uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. The first half of the movie you guys have all said was awesome. I can't get over. I wish they could make another movie like that. Um, but the reason I really liked it when it started off is because these Germans are just blasting civilians. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and then the Americans blast the German civilians. They come back and do it twice. So we got two ships blown up. You know, we got the fish in the water. This sub action's awesome. Civilians dying. I love it. Um, once it was on the Island, I thought that's the movie got just a, a little bit better. If you ask me, um, it was really cool, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how this neanderthal guy you know could communicate with everyone that was there and he just kept saying the same word and they all knew what he was talking about and it was really cool um human nature just took took over and it was the one thing i didn't really understand was how they made the german guys look really smug and the american guys look really cavalier i guess maybe that's the time you know, something that was happening back in the 50s and 60s, but I don't really think of Americans back during World War One being this cavalier, but that's fine. You know, I still enjoyed it. The uh, The weapons that were used, we had the torpedoes. That was cool. The guns taking out dinosaurs. Very realistic, I believe. Um You know, dinosaurs probably have really thick skin, but when it comes to a piercing bullet, I mean, come on. You can't stop that at all. So very realistic (laughs) from that front. I loved it. Good point. I was going to, honestly, I was going to rate this just about as good as Atlantic Rim 9.6, but I got to come in at 9.5 only because they didn't make a joke about lifting up the dinosaur skirts. And that would have been a 9.6 right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hmm. Two super solid movies for Alex in a
3: row. He's loving it.
2: He's on the warpath. da pa pa ba Um. Well, uh, I actually do appreciate, even if it was tongue in cheek, some of th- the fact that Alex at least pointed to some observations that were different from what everyone else has said. Because uh, I I I tend to agree with what uh, what what Kyle sort of paved the way with there. Um, and everyone else kind of followed suit Um, so to I guess point at some other observations I I kinda like when these movies will uh, portray you know the the good German Um, it's always interesting to see their take and how they uh, uh, how they do that as opposed to always making you know know, obviously you know Nazis are evil this is World War One so pre-Nazis but uh, still still a German, uh, still the villain uh, with the captain there. It was interesting to see he's kind of the nuanced, uh, science-driven, um, analytical member of the of the movie uh, to sort of, again, almost like it uh, would have been interesting to see if there was almost like a love triangle that d- developed in the film between... The German captain, uh, the the uh, the American lead, and then of course the the female in the movie. But they didn't really get into any of that. Um, I liked as as a, not to reiterate too much, but uh, I did like that they kind of subverted expectations with uh, the ending. Um, I, I feel like this was a period of time where it would have been easy for them to just you know have sunshine and rainbows at the end of the movie and the good guys get away. Uh, but inversely, they're stuck, stranded on this island, uh, throwing messages in a bottle out into the ocean uh, in hopes of being saved. Um, Would have been interesting to almost see like a follow-up of how they uh, try to acclimate with the uh, caveman culture um, or if they uh, attempt to go solo on this uh, lost world. Um, but um, some missed opportunities there, and uh, again, you know, the, uh, this, the the set design and the dinosaurs themselves looked goofy, kind of a product of the time. This is uh, the 70s. Uh, this is after sort of the era where anything would have been, you know, movie magic. I mean, if you would have seen this in the 40s or 50s, you'd have been like, oh, this is movie magic. This is amazing what they're able to accomplish uh, back then but now it's like eh, there's some there's some good stuff coming out in the 70s and this wasn't it um, and then of course in the 80s where it really I feel like starts to turn on a dime there and really get some incredible stuff like we've talked about the thing and some of John Carpenter's stuff and, and uh, Jurassic Park and, and some of those that come out in the early 90s with, uh, with the dinosaurs and what they're able to do with practical effects we're definitely in like a transitory period here where it just looked really bad and the set looked bad and it was hard to sort of have that suspension of uh, of, of disbelief there um, and it was just pretty transparent that you're watching kind of a dumb movie um, I'm gonna give it, I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Kyle on this, I'm gonna give it a four
3: Alright Is that everyone? We got everyone? That's everyone, that's,
2: that's all it. of
1: us
3: Do we have a love it or hate it?
1: Yes, hit the yes. music.
2: Do do do, I love it.
4: Ba, de, ba, uh, I hate it. I hate it.
2: I'm hating it.
4: Whoa, whoa, whoa!
3: Be careful with that. Not a sponsor. Okay,
1: love it, hate it. What do we want first?
2: Um, I think I want love it. Okay, you could have just used Alex's review.
3: Sure. It's
2: true. This is my about a 10. Let,
1: let's hear. This is a uh, by oh, Elo Equipamentos, September 2019. My masterpiece, number 11. In my teenage years, I had a fabulous experience in this picture based on on Edgar Rice Burroughs. The whole concept amazed me for good. In World War I British and Germans has to left the war behind in a ah. strange frozen land on the edge of South America in a volcanic island known as Krapona. Actually, in this prehistoric environment has a secret. The life itself will be coming more advanced on upriver, including a three different groups of prehumans Several kinds of dinosaurs, great special effects, fantastic underwater cave scenes, and a perfect Nazi submarine from this period of time.
3: Yes, Nazi lo- submarine indeed.
1: <laughs> a logical plot transfer into the movie from Burroughs' mind. Doug McClure, <laughs> John McHenry, Keith Barron, <laughs> and finally Susan Penhalligan has an outstanding performance. All them under the supervision of the great director, Kevin Connors. A fine piece of ass. Now, a fine piece of the the cinematic universe. Hard to be overcame nowadays. Few pictures tried to reach, but never matched such greatness. Had a sequel three years later, without the same impact. This picture, despite a low degree on IMDb, didn't change a thing in my mind. It's really a masterpiece. Resume, first watch, 1980. How many? Seven. Source, TV, VHS, DVD. Rating, 10. Wow. That's it. Hell of a writer. Who wrote that? That was Elo Equipamentos last year.
2: (laughs) Should have been uh, Wordsmith69420, if you ask me.
1: All right, now time for the hate it. Okay. Now, I will make a note, listeners. IMDb did not have any one-star ratings for this movie. (laughs) Um, So I had to venture out to Amazon. This is Jeffrey survives one out of five. No subtitles and no closed caption. Reviewed in the United States on January 8th, 2016. No subtitles and no closed caption. That is discrimination against hearing impaired. The liberal film industries hated the hearing disabilities and they forced our hearing impaired people to be illiterate. Don't buy these DVDs without subtitles.
3: That's it. Wow. That is a strong statement.
1: Love it, hate it, everybody. <laughs> Amazing. The, I mean that's you know, polarizing, right?
0: It's polarizing. It
1: really is. But
0: you know what would have made this movie maybe even worse? As if it were filmed at that lake, right? Where is that? The salt and sea. The salt and sea. they and were filmed damn, at that salt and God sea. Goddamn
3: salt and sea. That's true. By the way, after we said that there wasn't many salt and sea, if you search on IMDb film locations and put in salt and sea, there's like 200 of them.
0: Oh, can't wait for that cast. <laughs> uh,
3: you are talking about that season of this show? <laughs> uh, yeah, salt and sea season. Uh. All things Salton Sea, day and night. Eventually, we'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. This is from the east side of the Salton Sea. Yeah. This scene was Duh. shot over here on the Salton Sea.
1: I would love to see how many listeners we'd get with that. <laughs>
3: Live on the Salton Sea. <laughs> that'd be that'd be halfway through. Our 100th episode would be us at the Salton Sea.
0: Well, I'd be get a houseboat on the Salton Sea. A
2: little casting out there. that's possible,
3: yeah. All right. Do you, want some, you guys want some trivia? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Amicus originally wanted to cast Doug McClure in the lead, but he refused. So they signed Stuart Whitman. Then Samuel Z. Arkoff of American International Pictures (AIP) came on board as co-financer, providing the bulk of the budget, but would only make the film if McClure was cast. So they changed. Uh, they, he, they changed his mind, and he agreed to do the film. And then on that, Kevin Connor, the director, said Doug was a great asset in the fight scenes. He was especially good because he had done so much American TV. He knew exactly where the camera was at all times. He knew exactly how to throw those punches and where the effect would work on the screen. He always uh, was cooperative and came up with many ideas. So apparently he was a big big asset on the set. Doug McClure, also, by the way, inspiration for Troy McClure on The Simpsons. No way. Yeah, so so it is. It's a combination of him and someone else, but they took... The last name from him and the first name from a different actor. And he's kind of a combination of those two actors. Uh, the real U-33 of World War One served in the Mediterranean and survived the war. So, was not lost in Caprona. And But the submarine used in this was actually not a World War uh, One type. It was a Type 9 from World War II. That was a type of uh, boat that the model, I guess, was of. um amicus went on to make two more Borough adaptions both with McClure uh the people that time forgot was in 1977 direct sequel to this film starring Patrick Wayne Sarah Douglas and then McClure came in at the end he I guess he's not the main focus of that movie and then at the Earth's core was 1976 and McClure had a different role in that one with Peter Cushing and uh, Caroline Monroe and then really? Jerm- so- yeah, so if the
0: sequel to this doesn't even involve him, I mean really. What could it be about? Is it about the cave people? Then?
3: It must be a new it must be new people arriving on the island. Either maybe uh, maybe by accident or looking for him and they find him at a certain point. Okay, something like that. But they must be he must be Conspicuously absent from the first part where they're like, Oh, here we, don't we know go why we're here, looking. or we're trying to find him, and he's not there. They're yet.
0: looking for him, that's what it is.
3: Yeah. Uh German actor Anton Differing dubbed John McHenry's voice as Captain von Schonvorts, allegedly because the producers felt McHenry was using a silly voice for the part. <laughs> that's an actual trivia.
0: Quit using that silly voice of
3: yours. Well, you can imagine if someone was like, I'm you're German, and they were like, Oh, these blueberries are so delicious.
2: Like, uh, like, to, like a beer fest type thing? That.
3: I like blueberries. He just keeps on talking about blueberries. I had a blueberry smoothie today. I had some blueberry jam, a PB&J sandwich. Uh, and this film, second one in a row, was featured in Rift on the Netflix series, Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return. Two times in a row you could be watching this as a Mystery Science Theater wow. 3000.
0: Do we have four movies where we could do Mystery Science Three Thousand? Oh, well, I know. There's at sub-movies? least one other one. So Mighty
3: Jack is like a famous one with submarine, which was a combination Mighty of a couple episodes Jack. of a Japanese TV series. All right. And then there, there's probably another one. I'm sure there's another. It's gotta be. There's gotta be. And then before, so we could watch the uh, Mystery Science Theater uh, Three Thousand versions of them as well. And then I don't know if guys, did you guys want to do any actual trivia? Sure. Let's go for it. Let's I was do thinking, this. I was thinking with World War I, since, since it was kind of a surprise that this was set during World War I, I just went to the J-Archive, and I found a World War I uh, category on the J-Archive. So, um, who wants to go first? It's not Birthday Boy's birthday anymore, So, but he did give the highest score for this one. So, Alex, you can go first. Uh, 200, okay. 400, 600, 800, or 1,000.
4: I'm going to start off 200.
3: Okay, two hundred. The assassination that sparked World War One took place in this city. This city.
1: Yeah. Damn! I know the person. I don't know the city. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, I, know I think person. I know
3: it. Maybe. <laughs> I want to say. Kyle, you know what? can I bet that you don't know it? i uh, two hundred dollars. <laughs>
0: That's uh, one of these then.
3: <laughs> so, what do you think, Alex? Brussels. It's not Brussels, Kyle. <sighs> is. is it Prague? It is not. And I win $200. It's <sighs> in Sarajevo in Bosnia. I was uh, not getting that. All right. I
0: never would have got that.
3: All right. Who wants to go uh, next? Bram? Sure. Which one do you want? 400, 600,
2: 800, 1,000? Uh, let's go 800.
3: Oh, bing, bing, bing. Daily double. Doo, 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 doo. So I will, in, in I will this, wager well,
2: 40,000.
3: Forty thousand, my God. Okay. I mean they okay. just wager two thousand in this game, so fine. Uh, German forces gave units from the UK from this UK land the nickname, the Ladies from Hell, for their fighting spirit and uniforms.
2: The nickname was what again?
3: The Ladies from Hell.
2: From this English land?
3: UK land, yep. Yeah? UK land. Ladies from hell for their fighting spirit and uniforms. Uh, I don't know
2: what that would be. I don't know buzz, my UK. Buzz,
0: buzz, 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 I know this one.
3: Okay, I bet you, I'll, I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm I'll
2: guess gonna bet the Cliffs of Dover. No. What is it, called?
3: Scotland. Yeah, you got to think of the kilts. Yeah, man. Uh, Wearing skirts, baby. So they were nicknamed the Ladies from Hell. Ladies from do Hell. Do I get 40,000 then? No. It's uh,
1: not, it's, it's not so Ladies
4: laddies from Hell. It's Ladies from Hell?
3: It is Ladies from Hell. Oh, okay. Um, Zach, what do you want? 400, 600,000.
1: Give me that sweet, sweet four.
3: All right. At Xmas, in this year, soldiers played soccer with foes. The next year, orders were given to kill anyone trying to do the same. Can you repeat that question, please? It's the answer? At, cr- at Christmas in this year, oh, soldiers played soccer with foes. So The it, next year, orders were given to kill anyone trying to do the same.
1: 1918.
3: 19, ni- 19, 19, 8, no. I'm going to guess now This is a triple stumper, and it's tough. It's just like a random year. I'll say 1915. No. It is 1914. Ah, the first year. You got the year they were going to kill everyone. Um, who hasn't done one yet? I have not. Kyle. I've already Six- answered, though. No, 600 or 1,000. Uh, let's go 600. This fence material became a deadly instrument. The National World War One Museum sells a replica soldier hanging on it. What is razor wire? Uh, judges? I think that's right. Barbed wire? It's razor barbed wire? wire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then this is going to be one where you buzz in with your name. It's a $1,000 question. Not to be confused with the Ardennes. I think that's is that how you spell it Ardennes, or how you pronounce it Ardennes. This French forest was the site of the biggest World War I battle fought by the AEF. Not to be confused with the Ardennes. This French forest was the site of the biggest World War I battle fought by the AEF.
2: No idea.
4: Don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I, don't know. I gotta
3: say, this is a testament to how little I feel like World War One is actually known by people. Because I didn't know, like, any of these things. And it's the Argonne. Argonne Forest.
2: Argonne. Mm, yeah. Is it spelled like R-O-R-A-R-G-O-N-N-E? Yes, Argonne. Yeah.
3: Yes, it is. And well, most stuff's
0: f- World War Two, though. You know, that's what, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what we you learn just, about. World
3: War One's just like forgotten. All right, I'm gonna finish up with a little Phantom. Zone.
2: Engage the Phantom. Phantoms engaged,
3: All right, this is easy. McClure was also in the enemy below, and we've done that one before on this show, so we could just use that. No big deal. But one interesting thing about this film is that Ed Harris was considered for the role, the main role, um, in between the time when McClure was, like, originally approached and then had, had refused or whatever. And he became, like, totally enraged by the idea that he would be replaced by Ed Harris. And so he challenged him to a duel. And Ed Harris was like, fine. And McClure was like, I choose swords, not knowing that Ed Harris had won two gold medals as a fencing champion. And so he was killed in this duel, McClure. And so, in the end, the producers were like, well, we're not making this film without McClure. So they had, Ed Harris do a complete full-body makeup to look just like McClure and acted the entire film out. And then, no one even knew and they had to give him a secret Academy Award for Best Makeup. And that's only happened, wow. it's like only one time, there's four times it's ever happened. One <laughs> for this movie and then three times for all the Big Mama's Houses.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. A secret Oscar?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Best makeup.
0: I believe it. Ed yeah. would be 25 at this movie.
3: Is that right? Yeah, he's looking for blood. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that would have been just after he won his second gold medal, so. Yeah, dude, you don't challenge a fencing champ like that. No. Man
0: pretty amazing. Well, I do not have a subs worldwide tonight. I thought I was going to get an opportunity to work on it, but I was terrorized by a 13-month-old who wouldn't nap and would not go to bed. In fact, didn't want to go to bed so bad. She got so mad and threw up all over the place because she was so mad. So that was... How so my you, nights have transpired. Lightly. So you
3: didn't you didn't have any bolu worldwide or galu worldwide or stolu? No, I know I should have where you explain the different tribes. I really should have. Or a submarine
0: sandwich worldwide. Believe me, I thought a lot about that sub sandwich worldwide.
3: Hey, Jamie. If you needed yeah. to get a sub, where would you go? Right now? Yeah. At this very moment. Sure. Boy, I mean, in town, you you start to think about like Firehouse Subs because that's one of the ones that I have nearby me. Subway is obviously like a classic, but I don't go there very often. Wait, Um, we have a
0: Firehouse Subs in town? Yeah. Since when?
2: Since like two years ago.
3: I'm living
0: under a rock. You are.
2: We got 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 one here. We got here in, in town here, and I eat there quite a lot. It's one of the few places I go to eat during the quarantine
3: yeah so I think that would probably be my first one. The thing is is i've I don't eat subs very often, not anymore in grad school i eat, eat them a lot, but I've heard a lot of good things about firehouse subs, and that's probably where I would try if I was gonna go a place right now. That's all, yeah
0: all right um well, I will try a firehouse sub <laughs> and report and you back. can try one too, and we'll talk about it next week, okay.
3: Uh, Alex you got any news
4: um, topically hey, you guys think I was actually looking up news before I even watched this movie today or even knew what this movie was about I was looking at my news today and the article kind of the headline made me laugh. It said, scientists finally figured out what killed the dinosaurs. Um, and I thought this was common knowledge between a lot of people. But this article that was just released today confirmed that it was, in fact, a giant asteroid that hit down near Mexico or someplace like that. Did anyone not know that? I thought that was common knowledge. I feel uh, like there's, there's other yeah. theories, I think. Excuse me? I think there's, there's been other theories and stuff, right? Right. Well, that's where it ties into the movie that we watched because the, one of the other major theories was volcanic activity. Right. As you can tell by watching this movie, that asteroid didn't kill all the dinosaurs. <laughs> <And> <laughs> if I had to guess, that volcano goes off again, it's probably going to kill the rest of them there. But for real, that really wasn't my time, uh, my news today. I thought that was just really interesting. When I was watching this movie, I kind of chuckled. Since I love this movie so much, I actually looked up submarine moves from the same year this movie came out in 1975. I like that. Stop me stop me if you guys have heard this one before. <laughs> Scottish Cold War nuclear submarine collision kept secret for 43 years. Woo! So, right around the time that this movie was launched, uh, the U.S. had a, uh, a base for Cold War operations up in Scotland. And uh, the U.S. submarine, James Madison, who may have been a president, uh, armed with 16 nuclear missiles, was heading out of the Navy base uh, when it actually collided with a Russian submarine uh, who was there patrolling uh, the port. There was um, both subs, then uh, they both rose, checked their damage, and then the Russian submarine Got down and drove away. <laughs> and uh this was kept secret, I guess, and this didn't come out until like two thousand and when did this article come out? Two thousand thirteen? Two thousand fourteen? Something like that. So it was kept secret for quite a long time. Uh Luckily there was only scratches to both vessels, otherwise it probably could have been catastrophic. Um and who knows, I, I, it just makes me kind of wonder if there are other incidents like this that we still don't know about, just not during the Cold War or even past it. Uh, I would think it's pretty rare for two submarines to actually strike like this um, just within 30 miles of the coast. Um, you know, the ocean such a large place. It depends if they're using place. that
0: Caterpillar drive or not, right?
4: Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Yes, thank you.
0: I am sure there are other incidents that we are completely unaware of. Yeah, probably. Some of the stuff you've got to keep top secret. Yeah.
4: yeah, this was, I guess, a part of a mass dump uh, of information. There was more than 12 million pages <laughs> that, that this article was a part of um, that all came out all at once. 12 million? Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that?
0: Who has the time, right?
4: Dude, there's someone out there. But the, uh, the, the thing that they sent out for this article is just a telegram. Or a quick little word, and it was sent to Zach's favorite person, Henry Kissinger, um, oh, yeah. about what was going on. Best friend. So,
2: mm-hmm.
4: that's all I looked up for. I didn't look up any today news or anything like that. So, if you guys found something, go for it.
3: No, but I just, I was looking around again. I usually look and see if there's any submarine film news. I know we're doing a Bond film uh, month coming up uh, in anticipation of the new Bond film. Do you guys know that the new Bond film is gonna have submarines in it? No. That's what I, I just was reading an article about like what you may have missed about the new like the anticipated films from this year. And one of the things they say is a secret submarine base in the new Bond film.
2: Nice. Oh, that will be clutch. That is a yeah. big win for submersion and listeners of submersion across <laughs> the globe.
3: Yeah. I just I was like shocked. I was like, wait a second. I didn't realize this one also has submarines in it. God, they love submarines. But uh, but who doesn't? So. Well,
4: you know the Royal Navy, you know they're pretty big with their submarines. That's true. And just navy in general, and I think that's what he was a part of, right? Before he became, well, the the story for James Bond, he was uh, a Rear Admiral or something like that in the Navy before he became a, uh, a secret agent.
2: Really? I didn't know that. Mhm. Well, very good.
4: That'll make, that'll make
2: an eighth Bond film with submarines. Nine if you count the uh, submersible alligator that Roger Moore piloted. <laughs> I mean, you the got it. because video on
3: that is insane. <sighs> you got it. Because see, they also had what, one of the submarines
2: was also like a, a, a glacier or an iceberg or something, right? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll find out during right, so we'll find James out. Bond Submarine Movie Month. So, I got a small little
1: blip of some news. Our guy, H.I. Sutton, did a uh, little news story today on Russia's newest submarine, caught an unusual satellite image. That's over on theforbes.com, just forbes.com. And, um, you know, it just shows a little satellite image, and you see the submarine, and you see the... um, Visible wake that stretches beyond five miles from that submarine. So the wake is still moving five miles behind five? the submarine from the wow. from the submarine because it's so big. The um, and this is the big one. This is the um, the, the the one that they just uh, launched. We've been talking about it a little bit. The the Niaz Vladimir. So.
0: That's, cr- that's a huge wake.
1: Yeah, it, and this is the huge... It's the one that joined the fleet back in June 12th on um, uh, these, is it Bore? Bore A-class submarines armed with 16 inter con- intercontinental ballistic missiles um, of a range of 5,000 miles. They carry 6 to 10 nuclear warheads.
0: Now, the wake on that, I mean, it's probably... When you're talking like 5 miles, it's probably something you can only sense from up above right um i would assume i mean if you're out let's say i'm out jet skiing having the time of my life in russian waters i don't know if i'd you think i would feel that like five miles
1: away no no i don't think so i don't think it's like that i think like if you were five miles behind that submarine never knowing a submarine went by you'd be like oh look at these waves these came out of nowhere
0: That's insane. That's a huge wave. Yeah, five
1: miles is a long time, especially
4: on water. (laughs) Yeah. Can I make a correction? I just want to, I looked up the James Bond thing. He was a commander, not a rear admiral, so I gave him a little bit too much credit. So I just want to fix that for me, the Bond fans out there.
2: Very cool. Ready to count this down? You got it down, right? I'm going to count it down. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it Give it to me. All right. So I'm back on the countdown this week and, uh, we're going to be transitioning over. Uh, I always have been, or at least not always, but I've been getting into the habit of letting people know what to watch for, uh, next week. Uh, we are going to be shifting gears to anime movie month or anime television, well, anime media month. Uh, we're going to be watching some submarine animes, uh, some of them being very, very much sub-centric. Uh, but if you would like to watch along, uh, we are going to be starting off with Space Battleship Yamato. Uh, we're watching Season 1, Episode 1, 2, and 13 uh, to wet our whistle on submarine action in the Space Battleship Yamato series. But just from the name, I'm excited about it. Um, we're talking about battleships and submarines in space. So we're in uncharted territory Uh, So that'll be exciting. Um, But along that line, there are other things that I am anticipating, uh, films and, and television, that I am looking forward to. Uh, I know some of our listeners have sounded off on some movies that they're still hoping to uh, see us recap. Uh, we've obviously hit, at this point, having uh, 109 episodes under our belt. We've watched uh, most of the, uh, the, uh, the classics and the, the uh, linchpins of the, uh, of the submarine movie world. But uh, we still have a few out there. I know I've heard a few people want to hear, uh, hear us uh, review Waterworld. For the two seconds that a submarine is on screen, uh, but uh, it counts, so we have to do a micropod on that at some point. And uh, as part of our anime cycle, uh, the the gentleman that uh, helped in uh, uh, facilitating and curating a list of uh, anime for us with submarines, he's he's really looking forward to Mars Daybreak. It's uh, among his favorite anime in terms of. Uh, submarine and anime uh, content. Uh, But I have my top five most anticipated sub films and television that I'm going to be counting down tonight. And we're just going to jump right in here. With number five, I am looking forward to, and this is the only one on here. Well, actually, I think there might be one other that I've seen. Uh, This one will be a revisit for me. I just haven't seen it in so long. It's Independence Day. (sighs) It's a micropod, right? The original. Yeah, we'll probably do a micropod. We'd have to double check, but I think the submarine's kind of in the early stage of the movie and uh, initially spots the mothership or something like that. Something uh, like that, yeah. Uh, the USS Georgia uh, found out that it uses the Crimson Tide interior set. So we've seen a lot of the Crimson Tide CGI recycled uh, for some of that exterior combat, dodging torpedoes, things like that, countermeasures. Um, there's been a few, maybe only, but, but less, uh, of, uh, of that interior set, but I know that's come, come up a few times as well, but, um, great beer and wings film. I, I always enjoyed that one, but it has been, it has been a number of years since I've seen it. And I know Alex and Zach are big fans as well. Kyle, I haven't heard you talk about it, but it seems like a movie that's up your alley. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Looking forward to it. ID Four the original, um, and we'll have to figure out when that gets plugged in. It's not on the schedule yet. I do love that you movie. You got Will
0: Smith and Jeff Goldblum on screen. I mean, yeah, who, you can't who, go wrong with that combo.
2: Yeah, uh, Alex, uh, y- you like the director, right? Mm-hmm. Was it Emmerich or something? Roland Emmerich? Roland Emmerich. Roland, yep.
4: Yeah. I'm just a huge Randy
3: Quaid fan, so. <laughs> uh, and Randy
2: his,
0: Quaid, my his, God.
2: His character's pretty good in that movie, though. Yes, it's a good one. Uh, number four, looking forward to Thunderball, 1965, mm-hmm. classic Bond. Uh, this is one of the early Bond movies uh, that has a really epic underwater battle scene with the two armies swimming straight at each other. Uh, it's like something out of, I don't know, like Braveheart or something, but underwater. it's it's It, 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 it looks ridiculous, and they're <laughs> That's charging That's a good way e- to put it. I mean, yeah. we should they're put charging that on the DVD each case. other.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Braveheart, for underwater. It's like
2: the Lorelei case, uh, Japan's answer to Das Boot. It's uh, yeah. It's James Bond's underwater battle answer to Braveheart uh, as they uh, venture into battle with their harpoon guns and all that good stuff. But uh, that's a fun one. Also, the lovely Claudia Auger is the East Bond girl in that. Uh, this is an uh, incentive for everyone to... Uh, join our Discord. Uh, I'm posting the lovely Claudia Auger in our Discord right now. But look at this cutie, guys. This is what we get to look forward to here in a couple months with uh, the James Bond movie month. Uh, but that's my number four. Uh, number three is Das Boot, the rebooted TV series. So. Mm. I uh, haven't seen this yet. Uh, new season just came out in April. Season two, that is. Uh, poor. Reviews. I should note here. Good.
0: I did get word from the library; they agreed to purchase this season of the show for
3: me. You got that? You got them to purchase something? Yeah, they've always—they've they, always denied me. They're buying me. Das Boot. But then again, I always request really bad movies, so. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think there's a little more cultural re- relevance with uh, the new DOS Boots series. Yeah, I,
3: I guess when they, they, ask, they actually ask you, like, what's the cultural relevance or what's the relevance of this that you're asking to buy? And I guess it's not a good sign that I'm like, this is considered one of the worst movies ever made. And that's
2: why it's culturally <laughs> relevant. Uh, but uh, regardless of all that, however we track it down, I look forward to watching it Um uh, it's, it, it's actually had poor reviews overall, but I'm, I'm holding on to hope that uh, we'll appreciate it for its submarine uh, action and uh, drama. Uh, also, uh, beautiful Liz, Lizzie Kaplan's on that, uh, who's always nice to look at. But uh, Das Boot, that's my number three, the new TV series. Uh, Number two is Greyhound coming out Mm. uh, July 10th on Apple's streaming service, so a few weeks away, uh, depending on when you listen to this. Um, I mean, what else is there to say about this? It's been starting to get advertised out the wazoo here. Uh, It looks like it's going to be an intense thriller um, and stars who may... End his career as arguably the greatest actor, or most you know, biggest actor of all time, uh, Tom Hanks. So uh, it looks looks like a real fun one.
3: That's true. I think he's seven foot five. Is that right?
2: Uh, I that sounds right. Um, biggest actor of our time. Biggest actor. And number one, uh, this may surprise uh, some folks here, but uh, I really want to see the Hunley. So the Hunley yeah. uh, follows the story of the H.L. Hunley, a Confederate submarine who sank an enemy warship in the Siege of Charleston in 1864. You heard that right. We're talking Civil War submarine combat, and it stars Armand Asante and mm-hmm. our our friend, and particularly Alex's close friend, Donald Sutherland, um, that it's, it's just so far out there, talking about, like, Space Battleship Yamato. Uh, we're we're in some new terrain, new waters here when we're talking about Civil War submarine combat. Seems impossible to, to fathom. Pun, it does. Pun not intended, but uh, looking forward to that one. And uh, not scheduled yet, but uh, someday soon we, we'll, we'll get to it. And yeah, uh, I, I look like forward that, I to it. I feel
3: like that movie is, like... It just seems really hard to imagine in the Civil War time, them being like, get in this thing and we're going underwater and you'll probably die. And everyone's like, great, <laughs> I'll do it. That one's been on our radar for, sorry,
0: long on our time. summer Forever. for so long.
2: Yeah. I feel like uh, when we first started, it was on the, on the list to watch, like when, when our list was only like 25 movies long.
0: And it just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed and
4: pushed.
2: There's not really a place for it. It's not like we're going to find three other uh, <laughs> Civil, War Civil War movies <laughs> to bunch it into. But uh, we'll find a way. We'll... Maybe
3: TV movies. Is it a TV
2: movie? It is a TV movie. Yep, TNT. So maybe it's TV movies? Yep, but
3: Steinemite.
2: that is my top five uh, submarine films and television that I'm looking forward to. And uh, if anyone else has any other recommendations or what... One that uh, we haven't got around to yet that they want to share, hit us up, let us know, make sure we have it on our list. We've got a backlog of like 75 movies still, so uh, we're going strong, but uh, we'll still take any uh, recommendations you got.
4: I think Yellow Submarine's a pretty
2: popular movie that we haven't
4: touched yet, and very
3: subcentric. Mm hmm.
2: Okay. Let's pass it over to the Zach.
1: Get it. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zack Facts. When you're going down, Zack Facts, Zach Facts. Fact number one. After a filming concluded, many of the dinosaurs were unable to find work. Which led to the creation of the Dinosaur Inclusion Caring Kickoff or DICK for short.
0: (laughs) Nice. I like that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate that. Fact number two. The original ending had the sailor reappear from the beginning of the film, but this time it would be the prehistoric man Borg. (laughs) Now I could actually see that
0: happening.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh! That that, that would be crazy, <laughs> would it? Though, I literally sat
1: here and I was like, "What's the craziest thing that could probably happen in this movie?" <laughs> it's like if he showed back up. <laughs> oh man! Oh, he's
0: still he's in like that. That old sailor's outfit, but you still got that super hairy face. You're like, oh my gosh. Like, what would
1: you even think, like, the movies about You just wonder, like, how... He couldn't even read it, could he? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: They should have done that. Uh,
1: Fact number three. The dinosaurs were known for being ornery on set. It was revealed (laughs) that they had all those teeth and no toothbrush.
4: Oh, good. Okay. Good nice. one. Nice. I get it.
1: Last fact In order to make the ending submarine scene as realistic as possible, director Kevin Connor had the submarine with the actors inside airlifted via helicopter above an active volcano and let it hover for three hours. <laughs> the actors were never told
0: i believe me it was getting real steamy in that thing (laughs) and people did look panic stricken that's a pretty (laughs) impressive
2: helicopter they must have used the helicopter from street sharks
0: thank you for listening to submersion don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every thursday If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at macestudios at gmail.com. 3, 2, 1...
3: Howdy, howdy, howdy everybody. That should be a good clap. It was right? a good clap too. No, I, I don't uh, denigrate your clap. It was also good. Not as good as the first right. one though, unfortunately. That, that was, She's
1: got that, the clap. That was a 6 out of 10 for me. Damn. I know. I know. Damn, damn, damn. You know why they Dude. call it the clap?
3: No, why do they call it the clap? Cuz you got to clap your penis so hard to get rid of it, right?
1: Exactly. Jamie knew mm-hmm. it. Cuz he's had it. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so i, I think
4: in the old day they would put your dick in between like two pieces of wood and smack it really hard that's what they used to do could you imagine no, that it's, it called peter, the clap? it's called it's called it's because peter pan was an extended allegory about
3: getting chlamydia that's what the clap is right chlamydia
1: it is chlamydia
3: yeah uh and, and so it got gonna, because clapping is a big part of it which was just a wishful thinking of getting rid of chlamydia at the time um they started calling it the clap
2: that's a Zach fact. <laughs> Do you guys know who sings the the Jack? Jack. Yeah, a song. C D C A C D C <laughs> Yep. I think that's about the clap.
3: The Clash? Why would they sing about another band?
2: No. The clap. Huh. <laughs> well, This
0: will make a fine (laughs) after-outro segment.
1: There we go.